The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an old Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Are bugs ruining your evenings outside? Do you want to reclaim your yard from those pesky bugs? Well, Mosquito Marshals is here to help, to let their customers and their families enjoy living outside again. At Mosquito Marshals, their top priority is to keep their customers bite-free by providing the best mosquito control services in the industry. The goal is simple, to protect their customers' homes and businesses from mosquitoes, fleas, ticks, and they stand by their results. If you're not 100% satisfied, they'll respray your yard for free. But how do I know this? Because I have first-hand experience. Mosquito Marshals rode out to my house and sprayed my yard. Took them no time, and I haven't seen a mosquito since. And trust me, I'm just like you. In quarantine, all me and my daughters can do is go outside, ride a bike, play some ping pong in the garage. Don't let a mosquito mess up your good time. No, schedule your appointment today. You can give them a call at 662-715-1818. That's 662-715-1818. Or visit Mosquito Marshals online at mosquitomarshals.com. Mosquito Marshals, serving Oxford, Batesville, Water Valley, New Albany, Pontotoc, wherever you are, they'll come to you. Mosquito Marshals. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. Back with me is Colin Brister because it's a mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. I've kind of switched things up on Talk of Champions. It's a little bit different. I've been trying to get guests on to handle the whole hour with me. There's not a lot to talk about. 
But with mailbags, there's always plenty to talk about. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm. Uh, I'm I think I've finally adjusted the quarantine life. As, as much as like we probably don't want to admit it, we've probably gotten into a routine at this point. Um, so I think this is like the first few weeks or the first week or so that I've decided that I'm actually adjusted to uh, not being able to get out and go do things. I've been fine. I told you the last time we talked, I've gotten into playing golf because I bought a golf cart. I live across the street from a golf yep. course. So every day, and pretty much every single day, outside of one, now that I think about it, since I bought this golf cart, I've ridden across the street and gone and playing golf. So that's been good. It's got me out of the house. I've been riding my bike some. I've started a hardcore diet, all this kind of stuff. So I've been fine. Problem is this. With quarantine, I've learned how to save money, truly save money. Yeah. Savings account, best it's ever been. But now, when you get a little bit of money, you start to think about the stuff you want. Not the stuff you need, the stuff you want. And I've always wanted a Winnebago. And so I've been on every single website that sells these things trying to fit it into the budget because I just want to be able to pay cash. Or I might say, you know what? My mother-in-law, my father-in-law, they need a car. What if I sold them my car and went and got the truck I always wanted? There you go. It's so bad. I've realized about myself, me with a little bit of money, you know, extra money, is a bad, bad, dangerous thing. Yeah, it's like it's like, well, what do I have it for if you know I can't spend it? So, no, that's that that's a normal yeah. normal thought process. Yeah, I mean, because because I'm kind of the same way because I'm not having to pay rent right now because uh, you know uh, not not in an apartment. My apartment let me break my lease with everything that was going on. So it's like, what what do I do? That they're they're sending the check and I don't have to really pay for anything right now yeah. except for food. So. Yeah, see, that's one thing I've learned too. We refinanced our house because rates are so good. And now I've got a lower monthly payment, but I haven't had to start paying on it yet. I think i got to start on it next month. Right. And all I can think about is, I know everyone tells me that paying off your house, if you want a million dollars paying off your house, that's not what you should do. But I've had a lot of extra money lying around, not having to pay for a house. <laughs> so somebody needs to explain to me, somebody that's far better than me financially handling finances, why it's a bad thing to want to pay off your house. And if I want a million dollars, if I won the lottery, why I wouldn't pay off my house. Because all I know is I look around and not having that payment every single month, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Same. Without, without the rent payment each month, it's like, wow, uh, I guess I'll, I guess I'll put this money in the savings account. So yeah, I actually opened one of them up the, uh, the other day. So, oh, congratulations. Yeah. Welcome to adulthood. Yeah. yeah. And tell me about it. Tell me about it. Uh, I have an, Oh shit fund now. There you go. Everybody <laughs> needs one of those. Everybody does. Cause when you don't have it, and you think, oh, we'll be fine. Yeah, you have kids, and something <laughs> happens. They got to go to the doctor, paying that out of pocket because you want to skimp on health insurance or you don't have a big pot in savings. Yeah, it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough. Yeah. Yeah, I don't recommend that. So saving <laughs> money, that's what I've learned in quarantine. What have you looked for in sports this week? What has piqued your interest? We've seen that Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Union coming together. Uh, potentially going to have negotiations about when to resume. Major League Baseball has put forth uh, a proposal on how to resume baseball. There are a lot of sticking points, obviously, for the players, but anything else sticking out for you? I know that that was really what I was going to say is uh, Major League Baseball either – they. I feel like this with MLB, they either feel close to uh, having a date to get back on the field or they have, they're close to deciding that they're not going to play this year. I, I don't think we're far off from either one of those decisions becoming uh, real very soon. If they do not start by the proposed July 4th weekend, it's over. 
Yeah, agreed. And I think they have to decide that relatively soon because you got to start spring training in what June. Yeah, probably yeah. a truncated think, version of spring training, probably a couple yeah. of weeks. I think within a week you either have an MLB start date or an MLB cancellation of the season. I just don't know how you go about doing it, getting yeah. started back. There's just so many different variables. But, hey, they're smarter people than we are in regards yep. to their sports, so they're paid to make those decisions, get to that point, get to that point. I just want to watch baseball again. But that's selfish. I understand what the uh, concerns would be for the players as far as safety Absolutely. and their families and all those kind of things. Um, real quick, before we get going to the mailbag, so I'm going through my, – my dad has this big, huge warehouse connected to his office. And uh-huh. I was going through a bunch of my stuff because my mother's been cleaning out – this warehouse is huge. And God bless my mother. I guess that's her quarantine project. I'm going to clean out the warehouse. So she's cleaning out all this stuff. So all this stuff that I've collected since high school has been put into different piles. And I opened up this one box, and I found all my old video games. Now, I already had NCAA 14. I've been playing it in quarantine. Right. But I also found, in great condition, almost perfect condition, NCAA 13 and NCAA 12. And I'm Ooh. not going to keep them. So if any listener that's listening to this podcast right now has been warning NCAA 13, NCAA 12, whatever. Just play that NCAA again. If you got a PS3, hit me up on Twitter. I'll give it to you. I'll donate it to you. And all you have there to you do go. in the mentions is say, Ben Garrett is an amazing human slash genius. <laughs> do that. You have Nothing a copy of NCAA bad. 13, 12. I'll DM you. And uh, yeah, you can give me your address and I'll send it to you. <laughs> there you go. I'm nice, spreading nice love. Guy. I'm spreading yeah. love in quarantine. There you go. There you go. I just got Ben. Yeah, because it is fun playing NCAA football, I'm not going to lie. It can get repetitive once you get good, right? Once you become really good at recruiting and your team's winning more than they're losing. Here's the whole catch to the thing, though. Don't play every single game. Make it realistic. Don't go back if you lose a game when you sim it because you didn't play it and you lose to Texas A&M. Don't go back and play it. No, that's not how it works. Keep going. That way, when you actually do win a national championship, it feels that much more fulfilling. I am that way, weirdly enough, like on the show, I'll pick a random like MLB team and I'll be like the GM and I'll sim all my games. Um, not sim them all like the postseason. I'll like do the end game manager, but I don't necessarily like playing like right, right then. I kind of want to build the team and then let them like take it over and see how I do. So I'm, I'm that way with MLB the show for sure. I do that in uh, franchise mode for MLB the show right. too. The difference for me is I always watch the first series of the year. <laughs> honestly i will start the game and just watch it watch them play and that is the most boring thing for most people but there's nothing else to watch so i want to watch the team that i've built <laughs> and the same thing with ncaa football if you did your job correctly if you did it well if you recruited well your team's going to win but yep. if you had some deficiencies defensively i've had some deficiencies and i've lost some games now, I'm only losing like two, three games a year at most, but right now I'm undefeated. Going to go in and play against Mississippi State because I always play Mississippi State. More because I have those Twitter idiots in my brain, seared in my brain. <laughs> so I just want to beat the crap out of them. <laughs> tell me tell me the first time that uh, you took Ole Miss to Atlanta, you played the game, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. played against Georgia and uh, beat the crap out of them. Yeah, sure. But we'd had one loss, so go. we didn't make it into the national championship yeah. game because we don't have a playoff in this game. So, yeah, it's two teams, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was number three, and I went ahead and just simmed the Rose Bowl and lost it. Would I otherwise not be in the national championship game? I lost the Rose Bowl. See, you got to put realism into it. you got to put realism into your gameplay. If you don't, it's not any fun. Can an SEC team 
even go to the Rose Bowl? I, I don't know. I did. I, don't I, I, I did. <laughs> Somebody could explain it to me. It was awesome. I don't know how I got there. There's no rhyme or reason to any of this. Ball. Yeah, I just went to a ball. I took the Ole Miss job because it was the best job available. I could have mm-hmm. had Georgia Tech, Ole Miss, and I want to say Iowa State. Which one are you taking? Yeah, yeah, Ole Miss. SEC job. Yeah. Before anybody jumps into my mentions on Twitter and says, oh, you homer. Which job would you have taken, honestly? If Mississippi State, Iowa State, and Georgia Tech had been the options, I'd have gone to State. Yeah. Have you had any better jobs offered to you at Ole Miss? I haven't even entertained them because I've been winning so well. I like my rosters, man. I always go by the next quarterback I have on the roster. Okay. If I really want to play with that quarterback, yeah, I'm going to stay there. But if I'm not enamored with that quarterback, yeah, I probably will entertain offers. So you don't you don't have any daddy problems with your backup quarterback? I do not. I do not. J.D. McCoy's dad? Yeah. There's never been a more apt comparison than the McCoys and the Pattersons. Oh, man. The first time I watched <laughs> Friday Night Lights, and I watched it well after it had come out and broadcast and all that stuff. This was around when Shea was committing, and the first thing I thought was, oh, my God. That is Shea. <laughs> that is Shea Patterson. Transfers high schools, number one quarterback prospect, signs with the – college and his dad yeah 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 because imagine the quarterback at calvary or wherever he was in louisiana when he, the school he transferred to the quarterback <laughs> that was maybe an incumbent or whatever yeah that kid transfers in that's matt saracen <laughs> oh me yeah never forget matt matt went uh, to quarterback and won the state and then took him back and and almost won as a backup quarterback he did so was yeah. a competent wide receiver there's the jrp comparisons there you go <laughs> This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. He's Colin Brister at Colin Brister. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, doesn't matter what you say, leave a five-star review. Also available in SoundCloud and Spotify. Just simply search Talk of Champions. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit. OmSpirit.com and affiliate of 247 Sports. Real quick, David update. He had to go back into the hospital. He was dehydrated, oh, uh, dealing with malnutrition. Had to go back in. Haven't heard an update yet, but if it's not... Any news coming my way, that I take is good news because the latest couple of updates I've gotten have not been particularly good news. So um, David is back in the hospital. He passed out at his house. Um, Keep David in your prayers, man. He's just battling. He's battling. You figured there would probably be a couple of complications. But it sucks that he's had to go back to the hospital, and hopefully he'll get out soon. Hopefully he's able to hold down some food. Yeah, keep David in your thoughts, prayers, whatever good vibes channel. Yeah, David needs it. This is Talk of Champions, and it's a mailbag edition. Let's open up the mailbag. You've walked this path many times before. It's a chance to think, especially about your future. How will you turn your retirement dreams into reality? Will you have enough gold for your golden years? Your choices for building funds for retirement can be complicated. Fortunately, you have a friend in the community who can help you make the right decisions. That's your modern Woodman agent. Your agent is a skilled professional who will listen to your needs and desires and then work with you to create a plan that uses the right financial products to achieve your retirement goals. Build a lasting professional relationship with a trusted financial advisor. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. Get in touch with your agent today. Modern Woodman of America. Touching lives, securing futures.
Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. The mail's here. You've got mail. Special mail for you. This is a letter to Hollywood saying, keep it up. Movies are great. Opening up the talk of Champions Mailbag. First up, blue-collared, comma, hard-nosed at hard-nosed 15. Is the 2017 football recruiting class the worst ever? I mean, it's just gross. Well... We uh, we did extensive research, we and did. we looked at literally every single class that Ole Miss has signed since 1999, and we have decided that the answer is yes. It's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> I don't know if there were even any logs of recruits signed to schools before 1999. And the 1999 <laughs> class wasn't particularly strong. That was the Eli class. But it was so much stronger than 2017. <laughs> that 2017 yeah. class is abhorrent. Now, the 1999 class, you had Tremaine Turner and Eli and Justin Wade and Jesse Mitchell and Josh Cooper and Von Hutchins and Lanier Gothi. Those guys by themselves are better than the 2017 class. The 2009 class, pretty bad. Didn't turn out well. Houston Nuts signed Tyler Campbell. That was a punter he started. Yes, four-year starter. It counts. Andrew Ritter, starting kicker, it counts. But then you had Ryan Campbell, Logan Clare, Dele Janade. Mike Thomas, sure. Evan Swindle started, wasn't particularly yeah, good, counts. but he counts. Emmanuel McCray started as a senior, he counts. Jesse Grandy started and then he transferred, so he doesn't count. Jamez Logan, Charles Sawyer. Yeah. Good player. Joel Kite. Good player. Um, Mike Mary, that was a good one. Good player. Yeah. D.T. Shackelford. Yes, yeah, in comparison. And Bobby Massey, because the problem yeah. with that class is the top-ranked guys. Patrick Patterson didn't work out. Craig Drummond didn't work out. Patrick Patterson just couldn't keep his nose clean off the field. Otherwise, he'd have been awesome. But he didn't work out. Patrick Patterson, Craig Drummond, Rodney Scott was a four-star. He didn't work out. Oh, God. Oh, Z Mason. Oh. Everybody remembers the recruiting obsession with Z Mason? Yeah, that didn't work out. Raymond Cotton, a four-star dual-threat quarterback. He was supposed to be the quarterback of the future. He didn't work out. Yeah, I, I'm convinced he's still playing football somewhere. That dude played football for schools forever. Yeah. But yeah, he didn't work out at Ole Miss. So those are the best of that class. Now let's find the best of the 2017 class. <laughs> Muhammad Sanogo. Uh-huh. Braylon Sanders. Yep. Ben Brown. Yep. Jordan Tiamu. <laughs> yep. And Ryder Anderson. And that's all, folks. That's it. <sighs> Jamar so Richardson's got... still on the roster. Maybe he works out. JV and Hamilton, I don't know where he is. If he's on the roster, that's my bad. <laughs> but he was supposed to be something when they signed him. Brendan Williams is my favorite recruit because Brendan Williams came from Northeast Mississippi Community College. And when he was getting recruited, they said, oh, man, he would have blown up already if not for having only played a couple of years of football because earlier in his life he got shot in the leg. Brendan Williams did not work out. 
He was yeah. not the stud that they thought they were signing. The diamond in the rough they thought they were signing. Didi Bowie, he did not work out. Breon Dixon, he did not work out. Tony Gray, Cam White, Josh Clark, Markel Winters, A.J. Harris. What a horrible class. Yeah, my my God. Oh, that, that, that feels like there were some warm body signs just to sign some warm bodies. You're absolutely right. On National Signing Day, some guys popped up on their signing sheet that we'd never heard of until that day. Sincere David is a good example of that. He's still on the roster. C.J. Miller is another one. Zy Baker. Guys just popped up on signing day. If you wonder why Ole Miss has not had depth or hasn't been very good, you can't have a class like this. You just can't. No, it's very bad. Very bad. And uh, most of those guys are no longer here. There's a reason for that. This class was ranked 12th in the SEC. If you re-ranked them, I would love to know if those two schools behind Ole Miss are still behind Ole Miss. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Jesus Christ, who the hell finished behind that? I don't know. That's about <laughs> as bad as it gets. Ah, oh, that was fun. Winthrop Mortimer at Vines underscore six. How would you rate how recruiting is going versus our opponents in the SEC? I don't think you can even determine that right now. Yeah, it feels, feels tough. I feel like they're doing a good job. Um, you know, I followed a little bit more because there's nothing else to follow. They're getting uh, some decently rated you know receivers and i think they're gonna get the kid out of kosciuszko um harman so yeah that's impressive look look there i dropped the name in recruiting um but i, I don't know i think they're doing as, as well as they can considering the circumstances i don't know how you can judge any of that right now with how everybody's trying to get through recruiting with the covid pandemic and not having in-person recruiting and old miss's strategy is a little bit different than a tennessee tennessee is taking a lot of commitments right now old miss is not I yeah just, i don't know because Ole Miss like- as a first-year staff has not had the opportunity to get hands-on time with their players. So they don't know what necessarily they need more than they don't need, right? They may, they may say right now, oh, we love wide receivers. We're going to take these wide receivers. And then they turn around and get their players um, for a couple of weeks and say, hey, you know what? We might be all right with the receivers. Let's tone that back a little bit because we need offensive linemen. We need defensive yeah. linemen. You just can't tell. So I don't think that those comparisons are even remotely possible until – middle of the fall, considering the timeline that recruiting is on right now with the COVID-19 pandemic. Right, and that's that's assuming we have a football season. If they don't have a football season, I, God knows what recruiting is going to look like. Oh, man. That opens up a whole different can of worms. There's going to be a football season. There's going to be. There's too much money on the line for there not to be a football season. They will have a football season. Stephen Smith, just, at Stephen Smith underscore 15. If you could go back in time to any year of Ole Miss sports, what would you pick? That's oh, easy. 2014. Yeah. I mean, going to the college world series, beating Alabama. Um, if I get to pick one academic year, it's 2000. Well, no, no, that wouldn't work. Cause I need the college world series. So it's 2014. It's 2014. And it's for a different reason for me than it might be for most of you. If Ole Miss doesn't finish with three losses, if Ole Miss goes ahead and punches its ticket to Atlanta, if it goes ahead and makes it to the college football playoff, all the NCAA stuff magically dissipates because yeah. that's the NCAA. When you're an up-and-coming upstart program or you're trying to break through into the upper echelon of college football, if you don't break through, they're going to slam you. They were going to do it to Clemson, but then Clemson broke through. If Ole Miss breaks through, not only do they check off a couple of different items off their list, right? Atlanta, college football playoff. They also probably 
rid themselves of the NCAA because the NCAA, for all of its bluster, they are not going to punish and they're not going to take down a big-time money earner. And at that time, there were two programs, upstarts, that were reeling in attention and potential money, Mississippi State and Ole Miss. If those two programs break through, the whole landscape of college football is different in 2020. Now, who knows if Ole Miss would have been able to sustain it because there were some leaks in the dam, some cracks in the dam. But if they do, they're in far better position today than they were then. Now, Lane Kiffin is in head coach in 2020. Well, is Hugh Freer head coach in 2020? Probably. I think so. Ross Bjork is probably not the AD. No, because they would have killed each other by this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenneth Collins at RebelFan68. If Ben Garrett is the captain of the Ole Miss ping pong team, oh, oh, who does he choose as three teammates? And what would be your team name? What sport slash team would Colin be the captain of? Okay, well, we'll get to Colin in a second. First player I'm picking for my ping pong team, Rick Cleveland. Yeah, I've heard that. I've told the story. Real quick, shortened version, Media Olympics, Cotton Bowl, ping pong. Me and Rick Cleveland, pretty much the championship game because he ran through the next round. We just kind of got paired in the same round. Yeah, I'm a pretty darn good ping pong player. He absolutely ripped me apart. Holding a glass of scotch and just one-handed good. It was awful. It was terrible. (laughs) Now, I hung in pretty good, but, I mean, this is the first time I ever thought I cannot hang with this dude. Did did you know going in it was going to be a tough deal? No idea. No. Because Rick's very chill. So Rick just steps up and goes, oh, okay, I'll play. It was awful. Oh, man. It was brutal. So definitely Rick Cleveland. Number two. Hmm. If we're just talking about Ole Miss people, I heard Hayden Dunhurst is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll do that. And then third, probably my dad because he's super competitive and he's like me, even though he pretends like he's not. And he's got a pretty good serve, so he gets some aces on it. That would be my ping pong. Nah, I can't pick like professional ping pong players, right? No, no, no. All right, then no. no. All right, what sport slash team would Colin be the captain of? I I could be a good esports like sports player. Like we're not we don't need to play shooting games or anything. But if you need me to play Madden or Two K or the show, I'd be pretty good. My team name would be Balls of Fury. Kenneth Collins at Rebel Fan sixty eight. Why is the NBA draft only two rounds? Ever see it expanding? Because no. the talent pool isn't as significant as in Major League Baseball or the NFL? It used to be a lot more rounds, and then they realized that was dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. If you look around, there are far more misses than hits in the NBA draft, and that's with two rounds. Yeah. And a lot of the years, you always hear, oh, this is a little bit of a softer draft. Why is that? Because the talent uh-huh. pool is much smaller than it is in the NFL and MLB. you got NBA teams drafting Euro players just so they can hold their rights. Mm-hmm. And you don't see those players for three years. Yep. Uh, real quick, I don't know if there's a question on it. The MLB draft is officially five rounds. Yes, it is. Move down yeah. from 40 rounds. Do we buy that they're still going to lose anybody other than Anthony Servideo, Tyler Keenan? No, I don't expect. And I think there's a possibility one of those comes back. Very small, but I think I don't think it's out of the woods that uh, both of those are gone. I think it's far more likely than not that both of them are gone. I do, too. I do, too. I just think there's a chance. I'd probably say 80-20. Yeah. But 20 is still a pretty good chance. I just think that one of those guys can look at this draft and think, 
man, I, I can really improve my stock if I come back. Now, do they take that opportunity? I don't know. I just think if you're going in the top guys, five think, rounds, you're going. You're going to be going. The only way that you okay. don't get one of them back is if they don't go in the draft. That's it. Well, okay. If you're all right, let's just play this out a little bit now. If you're Tyler Keenan and you go, I don't know, pick 116, and you come back to Ole Miss and hit 360 and play a really good third base, and now you're picked. 17 you just paid about two and a half million dollars that's fine if both of them one of them drafted in the top five rounds they're gone <laughs> okay i mean we can play this out all you want if either or both of them are drafted in those five rounds they're gone kenneth collins at rebel fan 68 all right Colin, here you go looking back is bjork leaving and carter taking over a turning point in the program um, i no i don't think so i mean i think he's doing a pretty good job uh there's some things i don't really agree with going on uh but i think he's doing a pretty good job right now i don't think this it's this watershed moment though it's a little early to be predicting that right i yeah, think once bit. ross bjork took over he was the consensus fan pick to be the next athletics director for Ole miss and that didn't turn out too terribly well so <laughs> keith is doing a great job right now you might think that that is a watershed moment but until you look at that higher a year or two years from now once he's had to deal with Mike Bianco's contract and on and on and on all these other big decisions yes you love that Lane Kiffin is the head coach of Ole Miss and you love what he was able to do with the higher softball and you love all these things but until you have a year or two down the line to be able to judge it it's kind of incomplete at this point yeah that that Mike Bianco contract situation is getting weird well we don't really know chill out chill out (laughs) just find out chill out I'm gonna get Keith on soon Blue-collared, okay. comma, hard-nosed, that hard-nosed 15. Is this year that the Dallas Cowboys finally make the NFC Championship game after so many years? Probably not. I don't know why anybody <laughs> count on the Cowboys making the NFC Championship game. It's been well over 20 years at this point. I don't know why anybody would even remotely bet on that. I would never say they're going to make it because I don't believe it. I have to see it with my own eyes to believe it. It's like the Atlanta Braves winning a playoff series. I just don't believe it until I actually see it. So if you said make a prediction, no, no. <laughs> Is uh, the signing of Annie Dalton like a, a warning to, to Dak? No, hey, no, no, <laughs> God. Antonio Batista at PD underscore Batista. Milkshakes or smoothies, and what's your favorite flavor? Milkshake caramel. Milkshake chocolate. Okay. Specifically from the Baskin Robbins in the gas station in New Albany. <laughs> There, there is something special about Baskin Robbins in gas stations. I don't know what it is. You go to a regular store, it doesn't taste the same. Yep, yep. Something special. It doesn't help either that I'm doing this hardcore diet, and all I can think about is milkshakes. Last night, <laughs> went and ate at my grandmother's house. We took some food over there and some barbecue because I can eat that on this keto stupid stuff. And she'd made this wonderful dessert that I love, this chocolate mush. Oh, she'd made some fresh out of the oven Rice crispy treats for the girls. Oh. It was awful. It was torture. <laughs> I have a problem with food. I'm like a crack addict for food. It's horrible. I saw that stuff and I'm like, oh, I can't do it. Oh, God. <laughs> do you have to like leave the room? I had to have my wife tell me over and over again, you're not going to eat that. You're not going to eat it. You're not going <laughs> to eat it. Oh, yes, I am. It's horrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Read at Posey Money Read. Weird slash fun home and home series you'd like to see for football. Oh, Notre Dame. My exact one. (laughs) I'm going to go to Notre Dame. (laughs) It'd be fun. USC would be fun. Eh, I don't want to fly to LA. Okay. I don't want to fly to LA. 
Notre Dame is number one. Michigan. Yeah, it'd be fun. Even though Michigan fans are, at least online, as bad, if not worse, than Mississippi State fans. I mean, Texas would have been my answer before 2012-2013. Yeah, we checked that one off. That was awesome. That was awesome. It's really cool where Texas' stadium is in Austin. Because you're on the Mm -hmm. highway and you're just driving by and it's huge. Austin's a really, really fun city. Austin's awesome. We went to this uh, neighborhood in Austin one night, went out to this bar, and they had just taken over this neighborhood and redeveloped it and cleaned Mm -hmm. it up and fixed up all the houses. And it's basically a bunch of houses, just a row of neighborhood houses, but they've turned them into bars and restaurants. That's cool. And it was so cool. So we went to eat at this restaurant. It was this great restaurant. And we're effectively sitting in the dining room of this house (laughs) eating good food. And then we go next door and go into the backyard of this house. And it's this really cool bar. What's your what's your most underrated SEC city? Well, Athens is the best. Man, Agreed. people are gonna hate it. Fayette. Starkville's a lot of fun. Okay, I don't look. I'm I grew up going to Starkville a lot. Me too. I don't have problems with Starkville. Now, outside of the night scene, not a lot yeah. to love about Starkville. But now, bars I, and I the will, nightlife is fun. Yeah, yeah. Now they're small. They're really really small. But yeah, I, I like Starkville. Yeah, I like Shoot. Starkville. You can hate on me all you want. I like Starkville. David Hudson at Huddy32. Ryan Klesko or Brian Jordan? That's all you. Brian Jordan. Okay. He can run, hit for power, hit for average. Good good cornerback. Brian Jordan. Ryan Klesko could not play the field, and he was playing left field every single day. We'll get right back to Colin Brister in this mailbag edition of Talk of Champions after I tell you briefly about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford and Cheney's Pharmacy, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. We're all doing whatever we can to survive quarantine, right? It can be tough. We're making purchases to keep our sanity, to keep us happy. Maybe you're going on Amazon, hitting add to cart, purchase. Maybe, just maybe, you're in the market for a new car. And if you are, I know the place you should go. The only place you should go. And that's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Alan Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. But what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is Alan Samuels aims to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Most everyone who's listened to this podcast should know by now I only vouch for sponsors I truly believe in. If I myself have not had a personal experience with any sponsor, they're not going to be on this podcast. And my longest relationship is with Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Why? Because I can't say enough good things about Brian and Mason and the rest of the team. I don't like to haggle. I don't like to negotiate. I don't like the whole process of buying a car. With Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, you can avoid all of that. They're looking out for you. So give them a call today, 662-234-8000. You can stop by and see them at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, the only place to find your perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. Self-isolation, quarantine, has brought about its own set of problems. Don't let your pharmacy be one of them. Cheney's Pharmacy, they've earned your trust. You can count on them. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through, and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. It's a locally owned pharmacy that has been in Oxford over 40 years. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there, hands down. 
Give Chaney's a call, 662-234-7221, or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can find them online at chaneyspharmacy.com. We've all got our own set of problems. Don't let your pharmacy be one of them. Chaney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. At Kiffin Burner, out of Servideo, Keenan and the players who signed with Ole Miss, how many do you think are drafted to? Yeah, Keenan Servideo. There's been this weird question about Gunnar Hoagland. He's not getting drafted. He's not draft eligible. Yes, he graduated, Correct. but that has nothing to do with his draft eligibility. I wonder if that actually – I just wonder in the future if that what does wind up mattering soon. I feel like that could be a thing where if you graduate college, they'll, uh, they'll let you get drafted. What's crazy he got drafted – or he get graduated in two years, though. Yeah, the real thing here is – my God, man! I want to look at his class schedule. Well, I know he had he had an, like an associate's degree coming out of high school with dual enrollment. If you're Hoagland, like I mean, seriously, think of it for a I'm second. I'm joking. Good for no, him. I know that's awesome. No, I'm just saying, like, if you're him, you're not going to be in college more than three years. You might as well get this done and get you a degree and get in because I mean, he's going to have a degree and go play major league baseball. And I think pitching the big leagues. No, so. the plan was actually brilliant because he actually executed. Um, what I could imagine was, okay, I'm going to get done by my sophomore year. My last year in college, my junior year, all i got to do is play baseball and go to basket weaving. <laughs> yeah, I figure, I, I'm sure he's got to do like grad school, and that will be nothing. No, he just basically takes a class, be enrolled. Yeah. yeah. And let's be honest, whatever class or classes he takes, he ain't going to them. <laughs> Maybe all online. Who cares if you fail them? You graduated. That's the only thing, and I know I know you're tongue in cheek there. What sucks about baseball? You're that's the only sport where you've got to be eligible three semesters. You've got to be eligible from the fall semester, the spring semester, and the summer semester to be able to play. Because if you're not eligible from the fall, you can't play in the spring, and if you're not eligible from the spring, you can't play in the postseason. That's so dumb, Dave yep. at Gunboat Dave. Can you talk about the kind of impact Monty Kiffin and others, who are the others, will have on our defensive roster? I'd like to see defensive technique slash speed get back to the Dave Womack days. Um, I think if you think Monty Kiffin's going to have an impact, I, I disagree. I just, I don't, I think Monty is there to tell stories. I do too. I do think he's a good sounding board for guys like Chris sure. Partridge, who's taken over a new position as co-defensive coordinator. Now he's coaching the safeties and you could question how much he'll actually be game planning with DJ Durkin outside of just sitting in on the meetings and talking with him about stuff but a good yeah. sounding board for the coaches. Because DJ Durkin doesn't need Monty Kiffin to be a good defensive coordinator. No. no he Chris already Partridge is. can use him as a computer to effectively do research on different types of defenses and stuff. Because Monty Kiffin is one of the greatest defensive minds sure. the sport has Absolutely. ever seen. But to think that Monty Kiffin is going to have some type of tangible effect on how Ole Miss performs in the fall, I think is kind of silly. Not to say the question is silly. I understand the question. I just don't yeah, think absolutely. that these coaches are going to go, okay, Monty, it's third and seven. What do we do here? If they yeah. were doing that, I mean, this kind of doubt, on I, him. I, I doubt Monty's even on the sideline or in the booth during games. No, he's in the stand. Well, no, he's in the press box. Yeah. Well, he's got a box say, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, I don't think Monty's going to have much of a tangible effect, but he is a good sounding board. He's the best sounding Absolutely. board you can possibly have for your defensive coach. Yep. Dave at Gunboat Dave, do you have an updated projection? on when the Ole Miss football season will start and will the NFL schedule release have any impact on it? 
Well, that's a good question. Um, I do think the uh, the college football landscape depends on the MLB and to a lesser extent the NBA getting started. I don't think they want to be the first people out of the gate. Um, I think if you made me guess right now, they start the first weekend in October. If you made me guess right now, preseason runs through August, a little bit into September, and the earliest they're starting is the end of September or like Colin said, the 1st of October. Um, I do think that the NFL schedule release, like Colin said, not necessarily the release so much as the NFL getting out ahead of a plan to restart things. Same thing with the NBA, MLB. They need those sports to take the lead. That way that they can show to different people that have to make the decisions that it can work, that you can do it, you can do it safely. And I don't think that college football wants to be the leader on how to reopen sports. No, it does the NFL to reopen sports. They want Major League Baseball, the NBA to reopen sports. And if they do do those things, then college football gets here sooner rather than later. But I, I still believe that everyone is operating under the assumption, even though they won't say it publicly, that they're not going to play a full season. I think that's possible. Um, I wonder, and we're just talking here, if you started in October, do you just start where the schedule was? Um, at that point, or how how does that work? I'm, I'd be interested to see. Well, the problem that... with that is which schools had bye weeks. Yeah. And do you yeah. have bye weeks at this point? Or do you just yeah. play every single week? Yeah, I mean, well, you could start in October and then tack on the games from September at the end of the year. If I don't you think they're going to do that. Yeah. Because you don't want to get off schedule with the postseason because they're going to get that bowl money. Yeah. They're going to get that playoff money. And as Stephen Godfrey said on this podcast last week, there's no chance that they play in the spring. They can float that all they want. They're not playing in the spring. I do not believe for a second that college football is going to allow fans in a stadium, 60,000 fans. Now, they could do a phased fan attendance type of plan to where 30,000 people are allowed in, but they have roped off all these different areas and sections for social distancing. And you might roll your eyes at that and say, oh, that's dumb. Look, I don't care. I do not care. I want everybody to be safe. I'm sick of seeing people dying from it, and I want my sports back, period. So if they said to you, okay, you can either sit here and bitch and moan and not get sports because fans can't attend, or 30,000 can attend, but we're going to rope off everything, every single person and their mother would accept it. And I know a lot of fans will say, okay, I'm not wearing a mask to games. I'd wear a mask wherever you want me to if I get my sports back. I don't care. Yeah. You can permanently sew a mask on me if I get my sports back. I don't care. I'm not giving up rights. It's for a year. A year. <laughs> we don't have a vaccine for a virus, a pandemic, that has killed over 80,000 Americans. If I need to wear a mask to get sports back in this climate, this environment, sew one to my mouth. I'll carry sanitizer and a fanny pack to clean myself constantly. I don't care. I want sports back. I probably wouldn't even. I, I, I'm not big on going to games anyway. It really affect me, so I'm not one to comment. Um, outside of going to Swayze, I, I love going to Swayze. But other than that, I don't go to a ton of games. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's one year, guys. Like, chill out. I mean, it's one it, year. It, it's one year. <laughs> Let's get a vaccine. Let's know how to attack this thing. Let's avoid a second wave, so we have to stop sports in the fall and all go back. That's home. area. That is, that's absolute worst case. That's death. Yeah, that's death. It's over. That means no sports yeah. for a full-on year. Yep. So you want to bring back the sports, do whatever precautions you have to. 
to ensure that they continue to play more than anything else. If they have to stop, oh, God, we're screwed. Ty, at a true rebel underscore 99. Your review slash take on Netflix, The Last Dance. It's all you. I haven't watched yet. I'm two episodes behind. I don't want to give a full review until I've actually caught up. Okay. Playing too much golf. I do enjoy well, it, though. You, this actually has better? been an event, though, that you can all enjoy together. You don't have sure. this very much anymore. Game of Thrones was an event until they absolutely shit the bed. But <laughs> true events, television, appointment television, you just don't get that very much anymore. And this has been appointment television. It's been a cool thing for everybody to share and enjoy together. You don't get this yeah. very much in the social media age with, with uh, shows or sports, whatever. Are you getting better every day at golf? You know, 1% better every day? I'm getting better, but the problem is I'm supposed to play in a scramble tournament this weekend. I've invited our friend mm-hmm. Brian Scott Rippey. He's supposed to play with me. Chase Parham, he's supposed to play with us as well. Supposed to be in our little flight. My problem is I'm an absolute mental disaster on a golf course. Yeah, I can see that. The other day, I was three holes in playing extraordinarily well. Par, par, par. And for me, that's a real accomplishment. You can say, oh, you're not scoring. I don't care. If I'm not bogeying, that's a real accomplishment for me. Then on the fourth hole, I hit a drive. I absolutely piped this thing. I'm so fired up. But I have a real issue with second shots after a good first tee shot. So I step up. I got the club choice that I want. I know what I got to do. And I absolutely duff it and just lose my mind. Uh, yeah. And so the next shot, I get up there and just swing and just hacking. Just, there's six, there's seven, there's eight. Just mad. I don't handle it well. And I have at least one hole like that every single round to where I just absolutely fall apart because I get angry. I've obviously never played golf with Brian or Chase, but I feel like they're much more calm. Well, Rippy has many reasons to be calm. But Chase used to get mad too. Now, Chase is better, but he used to get mad. I get mad constantly. Ole Miss Recruiting Report at Ole Miss Recruit 1. What positions will be the biggest struggle for the Rebel defense? Uh, not linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, defensive line. Defensive tackle. Yeah. I think they'll be fine at defensive end. I'm a little bit worried about the backfield, the cornerbacks. Keydron Smith is good, but I don't know who else fills out the starting spots. I know Jalen Jones is supposed to be a starter, but he didn't start a lot of games last year. I think yeah. we keep assuming Jalen Jones is Jalen Jones again until I see him actually do that. Like Ken Webster did that. Had a year where he didn't play all that much or he was reserve. But then his senior year at Ole Miss played really well and got drafted by the Patriots. Maybe Jalen does that because he wasn't yeah. himself last year. You don't expect him to be. If Jalen is himself again, he's playing cornerback. You got him. You got Keydron, who I think is an NFL player. And you have John oh. Haynes, who I absolutely love. Prince is back. We didn't mention that. No, he's not back back. He's going to drop down oh. and go Juco for a year and then come back. That's weird. Well, that's what it is. At least that's what I've been told is going to happen. He might be back back. Uh-huh. Now, People that, inside I, the program say he's not back yet, but okay. he's going to come back. Oh, I, I get why he's going to go now. Okay. Yeah, chill out. Um, I like A.J. Finley. I like Jay Stanley. I think both of those guys can be really strong safeties. But John Haynes has to be the dynamic player I think he is. I think he's a at least second-day NFL draft pick if he plays to his potential. Okay. I, I, I agree. I like Haynes a lot. I think defensive tackle is what I'm most concerned about. But if KD Hill comes out and he plays well, it doesn't really matter. And Tisdale, same thing. Yeah. Well, T. Tisdale's a defensive end in a 3-4. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. But behind KD Hill, if KD Hill isn't good, who do you got? That's a good question. Or if he's hurt, I mean, which is going to happen at some point with defensive linemen in the SEC. Sincere David? 
Oh, dear God. Talked about the 2017 class. Oh, oh man. Live, Patrick, Lucas, Patrick Lucas could be something. I hope so. Yeah. Kind of need him to be. Lake Davis. Have Lane and Leach been fishing together during quarantine? <laughs> That's my guy. Uh, I, I don't know. They are both in Florida a lot. What's this weird obsession with Lane being in Florida right now? I don't know, but people people seem upset by him being. Well, he's not even in Florida anymore. He's in Los Angeles now. What else could he be doing in Oxford that he's not doing in L.A. and Florida? If you want my honest opinion, I think people are so used to seeing the football coach around town, you know, at the grocery store and and, and going out on the square and getting something to eat with his family. And Lane's not going to really be that. Dude's kind of introverted. Uh, introverted. So, uh, you know, I, I think people are just so you know, conditioned to seeing the football coach around Oxford that, that it's a little bit weird for a lot of folks. So they don't see him at the beacon and that makes them yeah. think that he's not on the job doing his job. Yeah. That's interesting. I actually do believe that I can buy it. I actually think that that's more real as far as the criticism and why it's bubbled up like it has more than anything else. Yeah. Cause think about what he's doing. He's not with his players. Are you freaking out because Matt Corral's back in California? no, so what else could Lane Kiffin be doing in Oxford outside of what he's already doing? And that's every single week. They have this Zoom call on Mondays where they have this motivational. I think Eli Manning spoke on that uh, motivational pretty recently to where they sit down with the players and they talk to them, they catch up with them, and they see how they're doing. They cannot direct them on what to do with strength and conditioning, but they can give them a plan to say, okay, you can do this on your own time. I can't watch you doing it. So they're keeping up with them, but that doesn't change if he's in L.A. or Florida or Oxford. He's still doing the same thing. That's calling in. Chris yeah. Partridge is right now in Michigan. Yeah, I figured he was. Does I mean, that bother these, you? Why? A lot of these guys have, have, you know, houses to move and whatnot. And Lane's got kids in L.A., man. Like, his kids live out there. Um, and from what everything, you know, he's involved in their life. So, I mean, I, I don't have much issue at all with him being out there with his kids and with his family. Just that is what it is, it seems like. All these guys have family considerations. When they got here, they're coming from different places, man. Yeah. Chris Partridge is coming from Michigan. They didn't really have time because they did the recruiting class to turn around and then try to figure out their whole home situation. I care about weird things like this, and and I shouldn't. When Lane Kiffin takes the job at Ole Miss in December, I mean, obviously, dude doesn't have a house yet. Does Ole Miss just like put him in the in at Ole Miss for a month and a half? I wonder how that works. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he spends the night at the IPF. Works. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's something we should find out. Eh, we got nothing else but time in quarantine. Let's find that out. Hunter Kinneberg at Hunt Kinneberg. Is there enough lack of sports to make you actually excited for media days? No! No! Absolutely not. No. 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 no, hell no. I have never gone to cover one of those, nor do I want to, um, and I still can't like actually get excited to watch them or anything. I hate media days. I hate them. It's a big what? television production. It used to be you could go Ooh. there, and there weren't a ton of cameras, and there wasn't a TV room and a radio room and a podcast row and all this stuff. So you could go and actually catch up with Les Miles in an elevator and ask him about an old misrelated question that no one else would get. But now you don't get that. It's a big television but, production. Everything is on TV or everything is broadcast live or everything is put out on Twitter. So if I'm asking Nick Saban about Lane Kiffin, everybody in that room is getting it too. And everybody in that room is writing their own story. Bleacher Report's writing a story. They're tweeting it out. Podcast Row, they're going to ask him about it. It becomes a story that day. And when SEC Network showed up, they went to media days and basically used all the writers in the room as free labor for television content. It's the cheapest thing they do. They draw ratings. 
and they just use us for asking their questions. And then Nick Saban goes and sits down on their little desk or whatever. He's asked maybe three or four questions for three minutes, and he's done. But for the first hour that Nick Saban is in the room, we're all asking these questions to Nick Saban, and they're using it on television, and you're watching it. No, I hate it. I hate it. I'll never go back, ever. Let me let me ask you this. Would you rather have to cover uh, Ole Miss and Hoover from Tuesday to Sunday every year or never have to go back to media days? I'd rather go to Hoover. <laughs> I actually don't hate, hate the SEC baseball tournament. Okay. I don't enjoy going and sitting there through every single Ole Miss game. <laughs> a lot of the time what I would do, the last time at least, I'll share it in one little secret here. Because you don't follow me and read my story so I can say, okay, in the second inning, Gunnar Hoagland struck out so-and-so. Right. Next at bat, I don't do that. I don't do this play-by-play nonsense. Like the Startville guys, and God love them. I have a lot of friends over there. Like Brian Hayden, I love them to death. They play-by-play every single sporting event, every pitch of every baseball game. It's nuts. I don't do that. So what I did is last time I was in Hoover, I had a hotel room that I always stay in. It's that embassy right there yeah. in the heart of Hoover across the street from the, from the uh, mall. And I would stay there. The game would start. I'd watch a little bit of in the comfort of my room. I'd start my story or whatever. About the sixth, seventh inning, I'd ride over there to the Hoover Met. There's no traffic. No one's just trying to jam pack in there. I've watched the game just as you, same as you. I just hadn't had to sit through it in that hot press box that's crammed real tight. And I went down to the media room where you do the player interviews and the, and the coach interviews. And I'd sit there and continue to watch the game. And then they come in, do that, get my story, knock it out, send it out, and then I leave. It's easy. <laughs> it is going to be a little bit weird for me because uh, my dad and I have like literally gone to Hoover for, I don't know, 14 years in a row now because it always falls on my birthday. So not being able to go this year is going to be weird, really, really weird. And you sit through every single game, don't you? You watch the whole thing. Um, yeah, I mean – we don't, there's like been days when Ole Miss doesn't play that we don't go, but yeah, outside we go to Ole Miss is eliminated and we go to pretty much every game. Yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> I, I love college, college baseball. baseball. Uh, it was fun when Parker Crazy was trying to close it out so they could win. And I was standing where the grounds crew rolls out all their stuff from behind home plate. And I'm standing there with them. It's me and the grounds crew. And I got to know them. And uh, Parker Crace, he's getting into trouble trying to close it out. And that took so long. But when he finally did it, yeah, it was pretty fun. Oh, I don't like man. Hoover. I just, I just, I like Hoover. And I like the event. Yeah, I like seeing people. And I like hanging out with people. And I like going out and drinking. And I like going to the games. But if I had to go sit through every single game, it would be tough. And maybe I'd want SEC Media Days back. But then I would remember how much I hate SEC Media Days. <laughs> at least there's a point. They're going to give out a trophy in Hoover, at least. We'll jump right back to Colin Brister in this mailbag edition of Talk of Champions after I tell you about Impact by Ironwood, another proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Business owners, did you know you can support Ole Miss Athletics every time you accept a debit or credit card payment? That's right, Impact by Ironwood offers the best debit and credit card payments processing tools around, and they'll donate a portion of their profits to the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation in your name. The best part is you don't have to spend an extra dime to get exclusive member benefits earn donor priority points, and support your Ole Miss Rebels. To learn more, call 1-833-GO-TEAMS. That's 1-833-GO-TEAMS. Or go to www.impactolemiss.com. Make a difference. Make an impact. Hunter Kinneberg at Hunt Kinneberg. Who is the one football prospect in 2021 to keep an eye on? Uh, because I know his name, Antonio Harmon. Man. <laughs> I just uh, know the name. Well, what do you value? Right. Yeah. 
What do you think Ole Miss needs the most? If you think Ole Miss needs <laughs> to sign a dynamic quarterback, well, then Luke Altmeyer from Startville is their top quarterback prospect. Is that the guy? Antonio Harmon's been an Ole Miss yeah. target for three years now. Is that the guy? I don't think there's one guy. There's no Robert Kimdichie or Laramie Tunsil. Right. There's no Nick Brazel. I think Ole Miss has kind of gotten away from that to begin with anyway. To where you're not having to focus on one, two, three, four guys that you've known about for however long. Underlaying Kiffin is going to be a national recruiting approach. To where, okay, we didn't get this dude. Well, now we're going to go after this dude and this dude. So, okay, they sure missed out on so-and-so. That doesn't mean that that's the only guy that they had targeted for that particular position. Because you remember when Hugh Freeze would do that? He would hone in yeah. on one guy. Make it worse. Yeah. And if that guy didn't work, he'd shift to plan C or D. So you go from Mike Juarez to Sean Curtis. <laughs> Don't think that's going to be the case. Larry Joe, at Larry Joe 8. Hey, Ben, first-time listener, long-time caller. My question is, bigger surprise, Zach Evans to TCU or Zach Evans not on the lam for killing his wife even though he said he was innocent it was a man with one arm that did the murder? That's all you. Zach Evans to TCU, because I did not see that coming at all. That was well, so bizarre. I mean, we missed Evans. this one. Jason Bacon well, wanted to know, did Ole Miss dodge a bullet by not getting Zach Evans? I don't think you ever dodge a bullet when you miss out on good players. No, I don't either, but I feel like that's as close to getting to one, dodging one as you can get. Because But Ole Miss didn't that- really lose out here. Yes, they lost out on a good player. But they didn't really lose out here because it's not like he would have come in and started over Jerrion Ely or Snoop no. Connor. For the first time, what feels like forever, Ole Miss has viable options at running back. Look, they've got two good running backs in Snoop and Jerrion, but I feel like you probably need at least one more. Is that guy probably going to be Isaiah Willard? Yeah, he's still okay. there. Blue he did Peniman? the research. Isaiah Willard's still on the roster. <laughs> Blue Peniman, is he going to be – He's can a tight he, end Can he now. do anything? He's a tight end. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Do you know that? Okay. Well, I do now. You got Jerry on Ely for two more years, man. I think you're all right. Yep. I think you got Snoop Connor for two more years. You're all right. You're fine. BJ Smith, yeah. who wins in a fight, a bear, a snake, or a tiger? A bear. Who comes in second? Tiger. Tiger. What's the size of the snake? Let's make it a big snake now, like the most dangerous and, and vile snake on the planet. I don't want to think about this. This is horrible. Ugh, God, BJ. <laughs> I've never been scared of snakes. My wife is horrified of snakes. Horrified. Too. We're riding down on the golf cart down the neighborhood road, and there's a snake in the middle of the road. It slid it off real fast and looked, kind of looked back at us. I think it was a moccasin. Mm-mm. Yeah. She freaked out. I'm sitting there just riding you? by the thing going, hey, what's up, man? Hey. What's it going to do? Chase down my golf cart? No. And if it does, I'll run over it. Cut its head off, you wimps. I don't, I don't mess with snakes. I've never been bit by a snake, though. Maybe my whole temperament and attitude changes if I got bitten by one. BJ Smith, what is the most we are all miss moment thing fans do during football season? The old people telling the people that are standing up cheering to sit down. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that does get old. Um, I'm a big stand-up guy. Like, when I go to games, like, on third down, I'm going to be standing up. And, and I've had some issues with that. Jack, at Jack Hackett 10 what are the chances of fans being in the Grove this fall? Zero. Oof. I'll go 1%, just because uh, I don't want to say – Nothing's impossible, but uh, I, 
Maybe they find a way to rope it off and social distance it, but there's not going to be all those people packed in. Now, I say that, and I went to Middleton to buy this golf cart, Middleton, Tennessee, and I'm driving through Ripley, and I pass by First Monday, and First Monday is absolutely covered up. So what the hell do I know? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, man, I just have problems, and this is really anything in talking about the future more than about four months from now, or more than about two months from now. Um, I just, I struggle with it because I don't know what things are going to look like. It changes daily to me. I can safely say that the Grove will not be the same for a couple of years. Absolutely not. Whatever that looks like, it won't be the exact same. There's just no way you can pack. And the team won't walk through the Grove when they do bring fans back, at least for a couple of years. Do you, all right, I know you can't go to the Grove before games, but if you're just regular Joe Ole Miss fan, would you enjoy going to the Grove? No. I don't don't either. I never did. I loved it. When I was young, and I would go with my family and friends, and we'd go oh. through the football and play football uh, in front of the Turner Center until right. my buddy Jack broke a dude's arm playing football, and we all got punished. Oh. Um, after that, not until college did I enjoy it again, but once I started co- covering Ole Miss sports my sophomore year or junior year of college, I quit caring about it and not going. Didn't feel like I was I- missing anything. See, I hated it during college because it was always, oh, I've got to take this tent. I've got to set it up. I've got to take down the tent, take it back to the truck. i got to go get a date. Uh, I've got to all- take her to a, to the game, like a date to the game. Yeah. Screw no, all I, that, I, I think I'd rather just sit at my condo, watch two TVs, and then show up at the game about 45 minutes yeah. before. That. Yeah, yeah. Now I would go visit a friend of mine or friends of mine that would have a tent that they set up, and I would go see them for a few minutes, but I would not stay yeah. all day. I just couldn't do it. If I'm responsible for taking down or setting up, I'm not interested. No. B.J. Smith. Who was the biggest fail-slash-overrated recruit to come to Ole Miss and never be heard from again? To buy a single time? Uh, ooh, that's a good one. Um, Yeah. Tobias was an interesting case, too. I'll never forget. Hugh Freeze was hired. Tobias Singleton, the first or second day of practices under Hugh Freeze, Walked into Hugh Freeze's office and said, look, I was told I was going to get this from Houston, this, this, and this. He promised me this, this, and this. And Hugh Freeze, to his credit, looked at him and said, I didn't promise you anything. And a day or two later, that kid was gone to Jackson. (laughs) He was, wait, 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 wait. It's Pat Patterson. Yeah, yeah, Pat Patterson. But at least he actually did something on the field before he messed up and got gone. I guess that's true. I wonder how his tutor's doing. Oh, boy. Murph, the Smurf that surfs at Murph Surf Murph. <laughs> Any chance of getting Laramie on the podcast? I think so. I've tried multiple times. I actually went through Denzel the first time, thought it was going to get done. Then it fell through. I'm going to keep trying. I want Laramie, A.J. Brown, Eli again. I've had Eli once. That was on the flagship, though. So, A.J., Laramie, Eli, Patrick Willis. Yeah, that's it. That's the big four. P. Willie Willie seems tougher than the rest. He's tough. Yeah. He's tough. Reached out to him, emailed him. You'd think it'd be pretty easy. No. Been pretty (laughs) hard. So, yes, I'm going to get Laramie on this podcast at some point. Murph to Smurf, that surfs. I can't keep saying that. Have you finally finished Harry Potter? No, because I restarted it. Me and my daughter, Gracie, who is now seven, reading a chapter a night, so it's going to take a while. Kenneth Collins at RebelFan68. What is more surprising, Leo Lewis or Shea Patterson going undrafted? Leo Lewis. Yeah. 
Is it? Like it depends on what we're ba- we're basing it off their recruitment or literally before the draft. Like I was basing it completely on what they did in college. Yeah. Okay. If we're basing it on what they did in college, I mean, Leo wasn't any good at Mississippi State. Um, no, but he's better than Shea. Well, yeah, a lot of people are. <laughs> um, I don't know. I neither one was surprising to me. I nah, found really. them found not them both. Really. E- how I found sad, man. How hilarious. sad that cake was for Shea when they announced he'd signed with the Kansas City Chiefs a week or two after anybody <laughs> cared. And they had this picture wearing his backwards hat and he's got his arm around a bro. And uh, there's this Chiefs cake and it looked like a five-year-old's birthday cake with Kansas City Chiefs. Like, oh, man, it's so sad. God, that looks bad. I kind of feel bad for the dude at this point. I really do. Uh, I don't. I know you don't. I kind of do. Not going to lie. Nate at Nate underscore Bloomberg. Hey, Ben, how come all my creative player recruits on NCAA 14 football game never commit to play for my defending national champion, Ole Miss Rebels? What's your strategy to lock up the local recruits? That's a great question. Does it matter if they don't have you as a team of interest to start? When you're setting up your recruiting board, the first thing I do is I go and I check how many recruits have me as their number one choice or have my school as their number one choice. And if they're anywhere from a five-star to a high-end three-star, because that's where you really make your bank, right? Is you've got these three-star recruits that you scout and you find out that they're really, really good. It doesn't matter what the recruiting ranking is. If they're a 74 as a three-star, but then you scout them and they're an 80, who gives a shit that they're a three-star? Anyway, so you find players that prefer your team number one to anybody else and you add them to the recruiting board. The next thing you do is go and do the top three and you get those guys. Then you go to your pipeline states, okay? does not matter the schools they're interested in, you add the top-ranked guys. I always go to Mississippi and add the top six players from Mississippi if I'm coaching Ole Miss. And once you do that and you add them to the board and you offer them when you're setting up your recruiting board or you're scouting them, they'll immediately add you as a team of interest. And then if you prefer one, you need to scout them first. Don't just add them because you think they're supposed to be good. they got to be good. And then you boost them if they're like a 77 or an 80. Boost them all the way to 700 points if you're a good recruiter. If you're not, good luck. It's going to be impossible to get them if you're like a 400 recruiter. The first thing you need to do when you become a head coach of one of these teams is make sure that you're locked and loaded as a recruiter. Who cares about the in-game strategy stuff? You're going to play those games. You're going to be fine. Go and load up on being a good recruiter because that way you can put it all the way to 700 points on one particular player, and you're going to shoot up in his teams of interest. That's how you get them. And don't worry about signing 25. You're going to cut two or three of those guys from that class anyway. I can't help it that I'm just good at this game. Galen Martin yeah, Music yeah. at GM Crutches. There was nothing from Colin there because he had no clue what was going on. No, I know exactly what's going on. Oh, sweet. Sad thing. Oh, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> I, was, I, I played NCAA. You didn't even have to pay for that advice. I mean, that's good stuff. No, I don't have it. I don't have it anymore. But, I mean, yeah, I played NCAA a lot. I love I went to college. I love recruiting. I wish there was more of an interactive way. Man, I just want a new football game. <laughs> I just want a new college football game. No, dude, it sucks for like I know like everything sucks for people in college right now, but it sucks that the the guys in college can't go home at two o'clock on a you know Tuesday afternoon and play NCAA against each other for five hours a day right now. Kind of, kind of, we need a new game. Or you get back from the bar. And yeah, you play for hours. In the yeah, <laughs> and you're playing till like six in the morning. You go, oh crap, man, I got school in like three hours. But I can't stop recruiting. I think I can skip this day. I, you know, I know we only got like two absences that count, but I think I can skip because, I mean, I'm right there about to land this five-star quarterback. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Galen Martin Music. Has Kiffin and company moved on from Gaucher since he committed to U of SC 
or are they still pursuing him? Was he their number one quarterback prospect? No, he was not the number one quarterback prospect. That's Luke Altmeyer from Startwell. Um, I assume they're still kind of recruiting. With quarterbacks, it's a little bit different because once they commit, yeah, you stay recruiting like almost did with Matt Corral, but for the most part, those guys stick because you got to claim your spot. There's only one or two spots for quarterbacks at different schools. So if he committed there, then it's probably done. Murph, the Smurf that surfs. What KBO team have you adopted? I haven't. Bailey Minich at Bailey Minich. Have you? The LG Twins. Oh, okay. We're doing well. So I need to adopt the LG Twins. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Bailey Minich, how is your NCAA football dynasty going? I'm in my fifth or sixth year at Ole Miss, and I have the best quarterback I've ever had. Grant Tisdale almost won the Heisman his last year at Ole Miss. Huh. Yeah. I didn't even play many games. I sent most of it. He almost won the Heisman. <laughs> um, but, yes, Matt Fontenot is going to win the Heisman. He's a redshirt sophomore. So even though it's weird, there's this glitch where NCAA football doesn't take him off my roster and say he's going pro, I'm going to have to cut him because he would go pro. He's the number one quarterback in the country. He's friggin' awesome. He's great. <laughs> I'm just bombing people right now. Uh, so it's going well. I haven't won a national championship yet because I sim games because I want it to be realistic. And I don't want to play in the SEC championship game and the uh, championship game, the BCS championship game every single year. I'm going to play in Do the Cap I- 1 every once in a while. I'm going to play in the Music City Bowl every once in a while. It's going to happen. <laughs> Do you get nervous when you send the send the games and you're waiting for them to like load? No, no. Because <laughs> losses happen, you have to accept it. Now this year when I sim, I do get a little bit nervous because if I don't win a national championship this year, I'm gonna be pretty bummed. <laughs> but Bailey says he's currently on year 2054 on his dynasty. Also, could you do a "Where Are They Now?" episode on former football players? Love the show. Yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Uh, Chuck's been doing a great job of doing Where Are They Nows with a number of different yeah, Ole Miss athletes, including Justin Henry in his latest edition yeah. on the Ole Miss Spirit during this time of quarantine. His latest one was Justin Henry. So go to the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, affiliate of 247 Sports, and you'll be getting all those updates. But, yes, we'll do a Where Are They Now on football players. q he followed me on Twitter the yeah. other day. Yeah. What's q up to? Yeah, he's, like, doing realty and stuff. He's actually doing pretty well. It's oh, there you go. Where are they now? If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review, talk of champions and iTunes, and when you do, it doesn't matter what you say as long as you leave a five-star review. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and affiliate of 247 Sports. At Spirit Ben, at Colin Brewster. What are you most looking forward to in Ole Miss Sports this week? Man, come on. <laughs> like, I don't know. We're going to, like, go to the office? I mean, I, I got something I'm looking forward to, but I can't – I don't probably don't want to talk about it. Why? Because you told me to chill out. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Think that baseball contract is going to be interesting. There are differences of opinion on years and amounts of dollars that the baseball coach at the University of Mississippi should be paid. There are differences of opinion. Guess I'm have to get Keith Carter on again. Right. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. We'll talk again. Absolutely. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.